Was it the William Till Overture? Did we no. decide it was a pile of farts landing on the William Till Overture? No. Is it on? Yeah. We're recording. Yeah, we're recording. We're recording about putts. Yeah. This is test audio. Good. This is what you do. This is what you do when you're testing. You talk about a pile of farts all farting out a majestic song. Not too majestic, though. uh, In an effort to explain what it was like to watch Ella Enchanted. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. And I'm Mr. Annie. You may remember me from such favorites as Emergency Episode Number One, Jim and the Holograms Get a Movie, and it's super bad. And we are the Gem Jam for this episode, where we do an episode where we also recap the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, except that's not at all what we're doing today. They have come out with a tribute album for Gem and the Holograms. Mm-hmm. And the Stingers and Misfits. And, uh... It says that at the bottom of the album. Right. It's called Truly Outrageous. There's probably a tribute album there somewhere. I didn't see that. But then at the bottom it says... Misfits, Gem, Stingers. All three bands. And also Kimber Stormer. It doesn't say that, but there is a Kimber Stormer song on it. The Stormer song. John took some incredibly fastidious notes on the bus on an envelope uh, after listening to it, and we decided that the two of us, because we don't uh, necessarily require Kit nor Mac to spend, what is that, about $11? We decided that we are going to do a little review of it. I'll be talking about the original song, and uh, John will be talking about the tribute version. The album cover itself is truly outrageous, a tribute to Starlight Records, and down at the bottom it's Misfits, Jim and the Holograms, and the Stingers. But the official title in iTunes itself is truly outrageous, colon, a Jim and the Holograms tribute. It's not a cover album, it is a tribute album, so it's okay to take massive liberties with the songs. These aren't the most glam rocker songs in the world. They are a tribute. Yes, exactly. They are not the most outrageous songs in the world. They are just a tribute. So yes, it is a tribute album by various artists. I did not bother to look up all these people, because if it's not Lady Gaga, then I don't really care about pop music. I know it's not a crime. We write it all the time. Yeah, but I don't care that much about pop music. If they were J-pop, if this was all Hatsune Miku, well... Oh my god. Alright, track one! Uh, Truly Outrageous by someone. I don't know. Let me see if I can bring it up. This says Bean, but I'm not sure how correct that is. Uh, Truly Outrageous is the theme song song, essentially. The original Gem is Excitement, Gem is Adventure, Glamour, Glitter, Fashion, Fame. Once you're a gym girl, you're never the same. Different theme song. Oh. And it is, it's the same tune, except it has different words to it. Words that are actually included in this cover. Uh, it is originally from episode 4, Frame Up. It's used once or twice more. It's the music video that you might remember involves Rio a lot for no reason, more so than usual. Oh, and lots of rainbows! Yeah, they're, bad animation. Jim just sort of flies by and farts out a rainbow like three times. Three times. And uh, and there's there's dancing on a cloud. And unicorns, and a unicorn that is not animated fl- flying away, it just sort of falls off screen. <laughs> And, uh, and Jem kisses a frog and Rio appears as, like, an elf. First up, I, I want to explain how I went through these songs. I could not be bothered to watch all the songs before I listened to the album, because I did it on the bus. Uh, so what I did is I just set in my mind, alright, I'm gonna see which bands did which songs, and as long as it sounds like a song that that band could actually do, I will be okay with it. I'm grading these on a scale of, does it sound like the band? Now, I will first say that as pop songs, just about everything on the album is decent. Like, nothing is just like, I want to stab out my ears, like, super bad. I feel like there's a couple things that are kind of bland. Uh, that's fair, but we can get in that, too. So I asked myself, does this sound like a gem song? And this truly outrageous song, it does sound like a gem song. Okay. Yeah, I could close my eyes and I can envision that little yellow jacket, that bright pink hair, the big earrings, singing the blue, this song. The blue corset? 
The blue corset and the red and white polka dot pants. It's also worth noting that this track, Truly Outrageous, is actually one of the few that includes a lot of the original lyrics. I think there's a couple of new lines in there, especially in the second verse, because, I mean, there's... They pretty much just have the one verse and repeat it twice and then say truly, truly outrageous, truly, truly, truly outrageous a fantasy. Yeah, they do say that a lot. And on Uh, top of it all, you're here with me, whatever that means. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, I like the refrain. The refrain was very Jimmy-like, and that would make sense considering the refrain is actually one of the parts that's pretty much identical to the original song, Mm -hmm. so that makes sense. I also thought I was just listening to this without having listened to the original in a while. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is... And, you're, and on top of it all, you're here with me. I was like, and there's pointless love song BS in this song for no good reason. Mm-hmm. But knowing that it was in the original, it makes it even more like the original because I was like, oh, because Jim songs actually did that. Suddenly Jim, Rio's here. Jim songs were all just suddenly Rio's here too. Oh, and yeah, that makes my them... life better? <laughs> Why does Rio make our lives better? Riot, yes. Tech Rat, definitely. Obviously. Obviously. But Rio... I mean, it's a fine song. I like listening to it. It's, it's a, a good decent o- start. It's a good opening mm-hmm. to to the album. Although a little disappointing, considering it doesn't musically sound like the original. So if if you want your first song on the album to basically be the theme song to the original show, that's not. It happen. should musically sound a bit more like the original show, in my opinion. At so, least start with the same sort of sound. Okay, moving on to song uh, track number two, uh, "Lovesick." Right, now, "Lovesick." Uh, I'll be honest here, I didn't think it was a Misfit song when I first listened to it, this is because it said love in the title. Here's the amazing part. Lovesick is a Misfit song from the Stingers' hit Town Part 2, which is the Part 2 introduction to the Stingers, of course, from Season 3. The plot surrounding it is that Pizzazz gets manipulated by Rapture, who is a con artist for babies, into just doing ridiculous things for Riot. It doesn't sound much like a Misfit song to begin with. Uh, it's it's a weird choice for a Misfit song, especially in a tribute album, because it's just like, it's Pizzazz feeling weird and not being self-confident, which is so the opposite of Pizzazz in general. Yeah, so I had originally written down that this was a bit of a downer for a Jim song, because it was a bit like an anti-love song. Like, Jim was in love with somebody but didn't want to be, which is not a Jim song ever. But now knowing that it is a rehash of a Misfit song, where that is actually the main theme of the, of the original song as well. Right. It all makes sense. So in that case, I... Had to scratch out a lot of my original notes where I was just like, oh, well, this doesn't sound like this. But it actually does. It has the right message of the original song, and it has the right message, the right lyrics for a Misfits song. But the tone is 100% wrong. It does not sound like a Misfits song at all. Yeah, so, like, the lovesick here, like, what is what is sort of the theme of the lyrics in this, in, in the in the tribute version? Uh, in the tribute version, it's very much like, oh, I don't want to be in love with this person. I wish it would all... I wish this relationship would... Yeah, I don't want to feel this way towards this person. Huh. Well, that's not, that's that's actually kind of on point, It's though. on point. It's on point. That's why I wrote it's a bit of an anti-love song. It's like they don't want to be in love during the song, which makes sense, considering that that was actually the theme of the original. And the other big thing I put is the song is empowering, another big theme of the Misfits. But again, the sound is incorrect. The sound is just light pop stuff, not yeah. nothing hard. I feel not like, hard enough for the Misfits. I feel like this is a trend in this album, is that when you have Stinger songs, when you have Misfits songs, they just sound like poppy gem songs. Yeah. You get the feeling that the artists were told we're making a gem tribute album. Here's maybe some samples of the stuff that we have in the movie. Do something like this. The other thing I was very upset about with Lovesick is they have, they use the word contagious in the refrain. And they didn't rhyme it with outrageous. And they do not rhyme it with outrageous. But, I mean, you have the opportunity. It's right there. It's right there. Contagious, outrageous, they rhyme. The comp was in your hands. Song three is Running Like the Wind. We covered this fairly recently on the Music Awards Part 2. This is Running 
like the wind. What, really? Not they running. have the G? Yeah, they have the G. Running ah. like the wind. No, see, the original song just ditches the G. Running. No. Well, this, you are is, running. this running is less, like the wind. This is less hardcore than the original. Oh, that's fair. Uh, the original song involves, uh, involves Deirdre, Bonnie, and Chrissy, as well as Danny Boy uh, running from the cops during the Music Awards Part 2. It's kind of a downer song. Gemma's singing about how, like, oh, we could have made it if we just, like, something, something. She, like, holds a framed black and white photo of Deirdre while crying over it which ostensibly is something that Deirdre had in her room. Now let me posit you a question. What if this song was absolutely nothing like that song? Well, that'd be a little weird. But would you be okay with it? Well, I don't know. What's what's the new one like? Completely different from that song. Well, that song to begin with wasn't really that great, no. so... This one's actually quite legit. This is the first song of the entire album I actually thoroughly enjoyed. It had some Inya vibes to it, which was a little weird. I agree, it's actually a pretty good track. I did love at the time, but it's a, quite a good track. It's another mm. love song. Um, yeah, uh, the Running Like the Wind is more about, like, it's a song of regret. It's a song about running from all the problems that you have that you have in your life of, of creating them and how you won't be able to run from them forever. And, and this is a little bit of a more something. empowering run. Like, we want to run like the wind, and I believe... Um, Catch fire or something, something like that. Catch fire? Catch fire, yeah. So, like, spontaneously combust? Empowering. I thought so. I really <laughs> liked it. I think this is one of the best songs on the album. So this is this is another love song, then? Yes. That's surprising. Yeah, yeah. Running Like the Wind is one of the few gem songs that are that don't even have, like, a single no, no. line about yeah, but this Rio is like running together. It's a little mellow, but it's upbeat lyrics, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's empowering and poppy, and I liked it a lot. Okay, uh, all right. Moving on to song four. Right. Uh, this is Destiny. Uh, this is a song about an endless grind where waves of monsters come at us, and we have to shoot them, and only, like, five people on the planet really enjoy it. Uh, and there's but everybody, really bad voice but, Yeah, but everybody bought into the hype and downloaded it on day one, and then were promptly disappointed. Okay, um, I hate to break it to you. It's not about the video game. Oh. Aww. Does that get rid of most of your notes? Yeah, it does. Uh, Gotta Des- those out. <laughs> All right. What's it actually about? Destiny is our first stinger song on the album. Destiny is, of course, from season three, Midsummer Night's Madness, which is famed as being one of the weirdest episodes of Gem, in which Gem, in Greece, they're all in togas, creates a third persona to see if Rio likes that one, too. It's a stinger song. It's very much about, like... It is destiny that we are going to be together. There's no way to get around it. You better get used to it because I'm awesome, which is most singer songs. Most singer songs are, we are awesome and we don't give a flip who knows it. Uh, thankfully, this destiny on uh, on the album does keep a lot of that in the lyrics. I do take umbrage by the fact that the entire song has a female lead. Right, destiny is... a bit is, of a shame. Des- it's worth noting that the Stingers, in case you haven't watched season three yet, are a mixed band. Mixed uh, band, usually is, with a male lead. Right, usually Riot is their front man, uh, but Minx and Rapture are two women. So this is actually a song that in the original is split. Yeah, uh, it has a split lead in the original, but this mm-hmm. one has no split whatsoever. It's just a female-led song. Which is kind of tricky because, I mean, the singers are only are the only band that actually has a male presence in them at all. But that's part of what makes their sound so unique in the show. Uh, the message of, of the song Destiny on the tribute album is still very stingery. It even keeps the entire refrain the same between the uh, original song and this tribute. But the sound's not right. It's mm-hmm. another just gem-like poppy song. There's no aggression. There's no uh, there's no bite to it right. like there is in the Stinger's original. I feel like in the in the tribute one, the sound of sort of the destiny refrain is more. I hope we'll be together. I believe it's destiny. I trust and have faith in you. Instead of I'm awesome and we're gonna get together and you better. There's no way to get around that. Nope. This is happening. All right, on to song five. Gimme, gimme. Ah 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 ha. They cut a gimme. 
the original title is a misfit song. It is gimme, gimme, gimme. 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 Oh, goodness. No wonder it's bad. They're one gimme short. They don't want it enough. They don't? They don't. The, the misfits want it more. This is the first one that I absolutely knew was a misfit song. Again, going back to Lovesick, I didn't actually know it was a misfit song. But I I checked most of these, but I skipped Lovesick because, again, has mm-hmm. love in the title. Obviously, it's a gem song. Well, and this has gimme in the title, so, yeah, so obviously it's, it's obviously a misfit. a misfit song. This, by the way, is from the World Hunger Shindig. This is the episode uh, They with, sing it to cowboys. They sing it to punk cowboys. Oh, and, and they sing it to, um... To Sean. Sean. teen idol. Sean. Gimme, gimme, minus gimme, first off, was way too light of a sound. Uh-huh. Outrageously so. Mmm. Ah. The Misfits are iconoclasts, right? Like, I mean, they don't they don't want to sound like anybody else. They're their own band. And that should be reflected in their sound. And this song sounds as safe, generic pop as it could possibly get. In three gimmies, the Misfits are saying, Gimme everything. I want it, I need it, or I'll take it and make it mine. What exactly. are they what are what are what are we asking for? In this or demanding in this what song, are we demanding in gimme in two gimmies? In two gimmies? Love, as always. Really? Yeah. Really? They want their love. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Because but I mean... The, but the misfits want stuff. Yeah. They don't want ephemeral uh, love. They want your adulation. They do. They don't want your adulation. And uh, that comes back to some of the problem with this, with this song and the way it sounds is that in this song it sounds like the, the misfits want to be given something as opposed to the original where it's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna take it mm-hmm. give me that because mm-hmm. i'm taking it from you as i say give me this song is so hopelessly generic poppy that it even has o's in it that's not a misfits thing. i like o i know o but you know but what this the misfits, doesn't need o. you know what the misfits have instead of o shrieks Treats. They should be screaming in a song. Why this isn't a screamo song. If you're going to have an emotional song, at least make it screamo emo, not this. Every song yeah. is about how awesome they are and how everything around them should be theirs by rights because their life is awesome. Right. This song is about them wanting love. You want to be like sad. the Misfits. You want to be like the Misfits. But not in this song. In this song, you want to be a generic pop star. Divorced, setting all that aside... I actually really like this song. Really? I think the song's pretty good. I like listening to it, but it's not a misfit song. I don't know. It's I not a like... gem song, See, but as a pop song, I actually like it. I feel like Gimme Gimme just doesn't really do much for me. What happens I... if I threw in one more Gimme? Uh, that would take it up a notch. Speaking oh, no. of a song that I don't like at all. Oh, yes. Like a dream. Like, like a dream. Like a dream. Like a dream. It's not a good song. No. It's, it's bad in the original, and it's bad again here. Yeah, Like ahead. a Dream is originally from a Disaster. All I remember is that it's the Yacht episode. It's from our set of first five. And Like a Dream is one of the songs that gets used about three, maybe four more times in the show because it is so hopelessly generic and can be applied to any situation. Uh, so this Like a Dream, the very first thing I wrote was, aren't you a little sexy for a gym song? Go on. The song's a little, a little sultry. There's lots of, lots of... Lots of O's and a lot of, uh... Is O your, your qualifier for sexiness? It, in this case, yeah. No, no, I did not mind like this Well, song. what kind of O is it? It's like rather boring. O or... Ooh. Uh, you could replace all of the, the wanting and needing more with input in bed after every line of lyrics here, and it would not be out of place. Hmm. Yeah, no, I don't like this song. I don't think it really fits the tone of the album. Again, does it sound like a gym song? The sound's there, but the lyrics aren't. Uh-huh. Uh, the lyrics are a little too sultry for it, I think. The beat was nice. Got a beat and dance to yeah. it? Yeah. But no, I didn't like Like a Dream. It's not good. Uh, is Like a Dream good in any incarnation? No. No, I think it's a cursed song. So, so far, we're halfway through the album now with the first six and out of the first six, only two I think are like really awesome and on point, and it's truly outrageous and run like the wind, running like the wind. Though as far as 
actually liking songs for pop music's sake, I think Gimme Gimme's pretty good too. Let's see if we can pick this up with another Stinger song. Which is the last Stinger song. Track 7, All in the Style. It is a Stinger song from, again, a season 3 episode, Straight from the Heart, which is the one with, I never know if I'm pronouncing her name right, if even I'm remembering it, Regina George. Uh, she's Regina a- Spector? No, different Regina. No. She's the fashion designer, basically, that the Stingers kind of seduce into being their fashion designer, and then they get bored of her, and then she goes with with the holograms, and yeah. then we never see her again. They seduce her with this song, All in the Style. All in the Style. All in the Style is a great song, actually, no, the original. Yeah, just listen it's, to it. It's, it's like, good. it's great, it's jazzy, it's very much about sort of seduction in, in a... In not so much a sexual sense, but more in a seduction to a lifestyle, seduction mm-hmm. to a... It's again, it's a stinger song, and therefore it's about how awesome they are and how little they care what you think of them. Uh, this song lyrically is a bit of a hot mess. I'm never quite sure what All in the Style even means in this song. It does start off with a strong beat. I like that. Mm-hmm. And it does have a male lead, which is nice. But... Now, it's also worth knowing that uh, as I wrote down these notes, I wrote them in order. I, would just, I wouldn't listen to the song and then write the notes. I would listen to the song, pause it, and know. Uh, so I wrote these down in order, right? And I start off with strong beat because that's how the song starts. And then, oh, they start singing, so it's a male lead. And then I just have two words. And it's twang. Twang, all caps, in tarot bang. The stingers do not twang. Can you give me a dramatic read of those two twangs? Twang. Twang? There we go. That's what I wanted to hear. That's about what I did. Yeah. Uh, it also, of course, loses points for not being sung by David Bowie because, as we all know, if Riot were anyone... He would be David Bowie. He would have the voice of David Bowie, but I think he'd have to be more overtly masculine. That's fair. David Bowie is attractive because he is a man without necessarily... He straddles that line. Mm-hmm. Everyone's attracted to David Bowie. That's true. That's true. I mean, like lyrically, the song's a bit of a hot mess. It's not focused one way or the other. No, At I least never... back with Destiny. Destiny, is, it still sounds like a song about like wanting to be with Jem, and it works. This song is kind of about wanting Jim, maybe, maybe not. But it's, it's more just... like, baby, we'll be cool, it'll all be neat, it's all in the style, because I'm going to, like, woo you, not seduce you, woo. woo you. Instead of being so sexual and so overwhelmingly masculine and so overwhelmingly incredible that you are basically just going to fall into my arms, instead it's like, I'm going to hold up a jukebox, Above my head. A jukebox, not a boombox. Oh, goodness, a boombox. That's something Riot might actually do. Oh, God. A jukebox above their head? No, yeah. I mean, what it comes down to is this. Riot's voice should be like liquid velvet sex. Yeah. And in this, we basically get Hannah Montana's dad two seconds away from doing a cover of uh, Achy Breaky Heart. That's not a cover. I guess he wouldn't be doing a cover. Hannah Montana's dad made Hanky Breaky Heart. Heart. Well, I mean... This would just be him doing it again. Yeah. But older. No, but older. And sadder. What I want to do with both of these Stinger songs is just do Stinger Fingers, and one of them just hits the stop button. Song oh. 8! Whoa! Way to blow our levels. Good! Abracadabra, not the Pokemon, but a misfit song from a Magician episode. You'd listed two Pokemon, Abra and Kadabra. Not two Pokemon, but one song from the Misfits from a Magician episode. Right, it is from the episode Music is Magic, which is one of our two Magician episodes for whatever Ooh, reason in this show. Episodes. Why do we have... what? We decide that magicians one magician cool. episode is not enough. Abracadabra is a song that's all about like how I will dazzle you, I will I will make you so confused that you don't know what's what, and I'm still going to be awesome. I see what you're saying, uh-huh. but what if instead it was another love song? You don't think we have enough of those? We don't! 
You don't yeah. think maybe it's it, another so, soft misfit song about wanting love. So they all. So these are every song is by a different artist in here. Yep. They all. Yeah. Well, not every song is by a different artist, but there are a number of different artists represented on the album. Okay, a, so so here's the thing. Do you think they all split up and they said to each other of, of their group, it's like, okay, you guys. Jim wrote love song. Nobody right? else is going to be doing a love song. Let's do a love song. You're right. I I just wrote yucky sound as opposed to yucky fabric. Yucky, Yucky sound. sound. The other thing I wrote was, I don't know who they gave the Misfits songs to. All right, but we've got three here. And I don't think any of them got the memo. The Misfits are the winners. Yeah, even when they lose, they win. The um, artist in this song is super breathy. It doesn't fit the Misfits at all. As far as the song goes, it's okay. I mean, it's not the best one on it's the also, album. It also says, like, being you and me being together is like magic. Which is not what the Misfits songs are about. The no, it should be like being about. with me will make you more awesome because I'm incredible. But don't get your don't don't get yourself too high up. I'm still the best. You are an accessory. And to be honest, I sort of tuned this one out halfway through. This this might be tied with the worst song on the album for just being forgettable. Then we move on to track nine, which is. Glitter and gold. It's one of my favorite songs in the original run of the show. It is uh, from. So I am naturally biased. It is. It is from, of course, uh, episode, uh, the last episode of season one, Glitter and Gold. Suddenly, at the beginning of the episode, they haven't been around for a while, and this is their triumphant comeback. It was also a really big move in the doll line. It was codenamed for a very long time as Ruby Red. Even the episode was. So this was a big freaking deal for the holograms as an entire brand. And the episode was. The episode was really big. And the song really is good. great. It's a great song. Tell me uh, about Glitter and Golden here. It's also quite good. Uh -huh. It doesn't quite live up to the original, in my opinion. Uh, but it's still really good. Uh -huh. uh, I, one of the big things I wrote was that the song was very misfit sounding. But the caveat is the original Glitter and Gold was also very misfit sounding. Okay, it's tell me what you mean by that. It's one of the most self-centered songs that Jim and the Holograms ever sing in the entire show. It's all about how great they are, how it's a triumphal return, like mm -hmm. you say. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, they're very it's a very triumphant song about how cool they are and how they're going to dazzle everybody. With a line slipped in about love. Yes, by being outrageous and beautifully Truly, bold. truly, truly outrageous, outrageous and beautifully, beautifully bold. bold. Watch when we dazzle them yeah, with glitter, glitter and gold. gold. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So, I mean, it's very... And I, I, have, I have to admit I was kind of excited in the tribute version that it did include... That the refrain wasn't just, like, glitter and gold. It was, here comes gold. Glitter and gold. Yeah. But I didn't have the beautifully bold line. It's a little know. upsetting. I like that a lot. I love the beautifully bold bit. I just wanted to know where all this uh, edgy sound and self-focus was. Last song. Mm -hmm. Last song was a Misfit song. It should have sounded like this one, but this one doesn't. So would you recommend this Glitter and Gold? I would. I would say that if, again, if this is, this should be on your list of ones from the album that you should actually download. Mm -hmm. So are you ready? Are you ready for the second best song on the album? Stormbird. Stormbird. Because no gem tribute album would be complete Without I'm Okay, the Kimber Stormer song from the band's Break Up, a.k.a. the Kimber Stormer episode. Stormer. Yeah, Stormer. Stormer. So the original song was more of a, it was a love ballad. It was something that was backed up by uh, by the Limp Lizards, no less. Why aren't the Limp Lizards logo on the cover of this if this is actually a Limp Lizards song? They should be on the cover of the tribute album. They should have Misfits, Jim the Hologram, Stingers, and Limp Lizards. The song was a ballad. It was something that uh, Kimber wanted to do a ballad. Stormer had uh, more sensitive lyrics, and their song worked very well. Uh, the lyrics for I'm Okay are more... Uh, sometimes I doubt myself a lot. Sometimes I'm not sure where I'm going. But ultimately, I'll be alright. I have faith in myself. I'm gonna make it through the day. I'm okay. This song was awesome. Okay. It was super strong, super great. 
If I had any complaints, it would be that it sounds a little too misfitty. It has a bit too much Starmer, not enough Kimber. Too much Store, not enough Umber. But, um, no, this song is sweet. Yeah, let's break this down a little. This song is, uh, it has the same kind of techno sound, techno pop that a lot of the earlier tracks do, especially the Holograms tracks. But it also has this really driving electric guitar mm -hmm. in there that really brings together. This is a much stronger song and a little bit more angrier than the original, uh, but in a good way. Although I feel like uh, Kimber, as the lyricist, dropped the ball on this song. Sounds misfizzy, but I'm okay with that. Uh... Clever. My last comment on the whole song was just, yes, all exclamation points. Alright, are we ready for the worst song on the album? Oh my god, this is the worst part. This is, this song, track 11, is sandwiched between two great songs. It is, it just gets lost. Number 11 is The Real Me, or Real Me. It's from the episode One Gem Too Many, where Clash fools everyone by putting on a rubber mask of gem and making a gem voice. In the original, it's a song that's about, like, Oh, I, I sort of temporarily acted out of turn. I, I snapped when I shouldn't have, but that's not the real me. Look into my eyes. You know who I am. You know what I'm like. I'm sorry I misbehaved once. How about if instead it was a love song about how the real me wants you back? Because that's what you're getting. You sure we don't have enough love songs? We don't. This, song is a, a gem this song. song's a huge bummer. Again, it sounds a bit like a gem song, but the message just isn't there at it's all. It's not bad. It's too, too downer, too depressing. Even from the, own, the song's own perspective, it sounds like things didn't go to Rio, and somehow it's my fault. Yeah. Like Rio's a tool, and somehow it's my fault that Rio's a tool. What's I don't know. That? Maybe I spoke to a man. Maybe it was my fault. Yeah, I just wrote nope real big in my notes. Number 12, track 12, is Beat This. You may remember Beat This as being one of the best songs from the holograms. It's from the Talent Search Part 2, as in the two-part story arc that opened Season 2 when they're looking for a new drummer because Shayna has quit the band. Sort of, maybe. He's well, quitting the band. Temporarily. To be a fashion designer. Whatever. The important thing is Rhea shows up, and so does Craig Phillips. This is a great song. It's a very drum-driven song because Rhea and Craig are both competing. This is like the big competition where the audience is going to vote on which drummer is better for the band. And it also has a lot of Aja rocking out, which is always good. But what this really good song and gem begets... Is a really awesome song on the album. Yeah. Uh, it sounds 100% spot on. It sounds like a modern version of uh, Jim and the Hologram sound. And it's the best song of the album. They should have put it first. That way it, the, the title said it all. Like no other song on the album is going to beat no. this. Because the song sets the standard. Beat This is really good. It absolutely, it is the perfect like modern hologram yep. song. All the Jim songs need to sound like this. Powerful. Mm -hmm. Good. Empowering. Yeah. Digital. Uh, need to sound hopeful. very digitized. Hopeful. It's just an awesome song. And it doesn't really matter if there's love in it or not. If there's one song that you should buy on the album, you it's should definitely Beat buy this. Beat This. Yeah. Now let's rank these in order of most recommended to least recommended. Run me through uh, I would probably do Beat This, I'm Okay, Glitter Gold, or Running Like the Wind, depending on which sound you like. Those right. are a bit tied. And Truly Outrageous would probably come in. Uh, was that fifth? Yeah. Probably be fifth. Uh, overall, I mean, the album's good for a pop album compilation. It sounds a little samey, but I mean, it is good. Mm -hmm. If you divorce it from its uh, its legacy, I mean, it's a, it's a fine pop album. It's one I'll probably keep listening to for a while. It's no The Gaga, but it's pretty good. Well, very few things are Lady Gaga. My biggest complaint is K-Gem isn't on this album. You do love K-Gem. K-Gem's my favorite song. Don't forget the sports and the weather. I know. I'm not going to forget the sports and the weather. It says so in the song. Mm -hmm. I love K-Gem, and this album doesn't didn't see fit to give us K-Gem. Or I'm on a train. 
Or is it taking, taking a, train? a train? It didn't How have could taking you forget? a train. They say taking a train like six times. It didn't have misfits second. in Hawaii. It didn't have any of our the true classic. Oh songs. yeah, yeah, those are the true classics. Um, my my general gripe with this is that I feel that for a for a compilation album of a bunch of different artists, I feel like the tracks came across feeling pretty 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 homogenous. Yeah, a little samey. And you I wish there had been. It has no more variety than a normal pop album would have. Yeah, and I feel like for the amount of artists that they had in here, that there should have been a bit more difference, especially because we're representing about three and a half bands here. It's not a bad album per se. Uh, is it worth ten bucks? Uh, your uh, mileage may vary. Yeah, that sort of depends on what you're in for. But I would definitely download uh, Beat This and I'm okay. If you prefer a cover album, this just isn't good. It's be not it. a cover album. Can't stress that enough. If you're looking for a cover album, then this you're ain't wasting it. your money with this. Yeah. So until next time when we return to the comics and cartoon review, I'm Annie. I'm Mr. Annie. And this has been the Gem Jam, where if you can't think of something outrageous to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs>